0: I wanted to share an old legend with you today, and it's a legend from Switzerland. It's called The Story of Brave William Tell, the Man Who Faced a Tyrant. There walked one fair day across the market square in Aldorf, as fine a looking man as one could wish to see. Tall and straight, broad and shapely, with a ruddy, bearded face and proudly held head, this man of the mountains strode with clean, "'swinging stride across the square, "'with a look of bright happiness in his eyes, "'and a cheerful word of greeting for his friends. "'Many turned to say, "'There goes William Tell, "'the crossbowman of Bergland. "'This man, who was said to be "'the finest crossbowman in Switzerland, "'and the best handler of a boat "'on the storm-swept lake of Uri, "'lived quietly in a mountain cottage "'with a wife who shared every thought of his heart, "'and children for whom it was his delight to work. "'He hunted deer in the mountains "'and went fishing on the lake. "'His children never lacked good food and clothing. "'His home was trim and neat. "'There was no family in that district "'more firmly established in peace and contentment. Tell had sold the pack of deer skins "'which he had brought with him to Altdorf. "'He was on his way now to buy winter clothing "'of warm wool for his children. "'He had money, enough in despair, and he was in a mood of great happiness. In an hour or more he would be singing a song on the road to his mountain home. Suddenly, though, he felt his arm seized and found himself in the grip of an Austrian soldier. In another instant he was surrounded. The soldier who had seized his arm pointed to a pole with a ducal cap on the top. "'It is death not to bow to that cap, and you know it,' said the soldier." A silence fell upon the whole square. People left off their trading and crowded round the group. A thing greater than trade was at stake now. A man's freedom. A nation's liberty. William Tell had flushed a deeper red. He brought his eyes from the cap on the pole to the soldier's face. "'I have done nothing unlawful,' he said, slowly. "'You have insulted the majesty of the duke.' said the soldier. William Tell kept a steady eye. Why, said he, should a man show more reverence to an empty cap than to any empty cloak or a pair of hose? At this there came from behind the soldiers the figure of the governor of the district, the tyrant Gessler. It was this Gessler who set over the once free Swiss by their conqueror and oppressor, the Duke of Austria, "'had trodden liberty underfoot, "'had murdered and imprisoned "'all who stood against him, "'and as a last barbarity "'had declared that everyone "'who did not do homage "'to the badge of Austrian rule "'set up on the pole "'in their marketplace "'should die. "'William Tell faced the governor. "'He feared no man. "'No one could break his proud spirit. "'In his mountain he had brooded "'upon the shame of slavery "'which enchained his country.' "'and had already spoken with his friends of resistance. "'Never would he do homage to the hated badge "'of the tyrant's mastery. "'So you would make a jest of the sign of majesty?' "'asked the governor, approaching him, "'while the soldiers saluted. "'At that moment there came from the crowd a child's cry, "'a father, father!' "'The crowd turned about, opened out, "'and presently William Tell's little son,' "'who had come without leave to the fair, "'was rushing to his father. "'The governor caught the boy's arm. "'Is this the brave trader's son?' he asked. "'Hurt him not,' said Tell. "'He is my firstborn.' "'Oh, I won't hurt him,' answered the terrible Gessler. "'If any harm should come to him, "'it will not be by me, but by you.' A horrible smile lighted Gessler's eyes. "'Here,' said he to a soldier. "'Take the boy and tie him to the trunk of that linden tree over there "'and place an apple on his head.' "'What is this for?' demanded Tell. "'I am told that you are called the Crossbowman of Berglund,' "'replied the governor, "'and I should like you to give me an exhibition of your skill. "'Your life is forfeit.' "'but I am in a merciful mood. "'I will give you a chance of redeeming it. "'Come, listen to me. "'If at this distance you can shoot an arrow "'so as to split the apple on the curls of your firstborn, "'I will let you go free. "'If not, if you miss the apple, "'or kill your child, "'I will execute you here and now.' "'Have you no mercy?' cried Tell, "'trembling with indignation. "'And do you think I will attempt to save my own life "'at the risk of my son's?' "'I am doing you a favor,' "'replied Gessler. "'Think. "'By a lucky shot, "'you may save your life "'and go home.' Tell held out a hand "'which was trembling. "'How can a man who loves his son "'aim with a steady hand an inch above his temples? "'Look at the child! "'My lord!' "'He is no kin of yours. "'You know nothing of the ways he has climbed into his father's heart. "'The innocence of his eyes, the beauty of his face. "'Am I to risk that life?' "'Gessler laughed brutally. "'Well, you either shoot an arrow, or you die. "'Then I will die. "'And first your child shall have his neck wrung before your eyes.' A blinding passion of indignation overswept the noble soul of the mountaineer. "'Give me the bow,' he said. "'One thing in mercy I ask. Let the child's face be turned away from me. Let me not see his eyes fixed upon me.' A way was cleared between father and son. A dense multitude stood on either side. The boy, with his face to the tree, bound by ropes to its trunk, Felt the apple weigh like lead upon his head. A dreadful silence fell upon the market square. William Tell chose two arrows. One he thrust in his girdle. One he fitted to his bowstring. Then for a moment he stood, a little bowed of shoulder, with his eyes downward. He was praying. You might have heard a leaf fall. So still was the place. Then Tell raised his head. His eyes were steady, his hands had become still, his face was like iron. He brought the crossbow to his shoulder and laid his eye to the feather of the shaft. He shot. The arrow shot forward and, as it were, at the same moment buried itself deep in the tree. The apple fell in equal parts on either side of the boy's head. A roar of cheering went up to heaven and guessed their turned to Tell. "'A good shot, traitor,' he said cruelly. "'But tell me, for what reason did you take two arrows?' Tell laid his hands upon the arrow in his girdle. "'If the first arrow had hurt my child,' he said, "'this one by now would be through your heart.' "'Oh, so I run in danger of my life,' said the governor. But I will keep the pledge I gave you. You shall not die. I will give you your life. But the rest of that life you will spend in the dungeons of my castle, and your bowstring will not then be a danger to me. At this, Tell was seized again and rushed by the soldiers through the scowling mob to the quay where the governor's ship was moored. But it chanced that as the ship crossed the Lake of Uri, a storm arose, savage and wild, and it seemed as if everyone would be drowned. The Austrians could not manage the vessel, and began to abandon hope. In their panic, they remembered that Tell was reputed to be the best sailor in that part of the world, and spoke to the governor. "'Loose him,' said Gessler, "'and let him save us.' So Tell took the helm, and under his guidance the little ship soon righted herself. But as he headed her for the shore, he was thinking— not of Gessler and the Austrian soldiers, but of freedom, freedom for himself and for Switzerland. He would free himself and save his country. He brought the ship close to a rock that jutted out from the coast, and then, as it shot past, he sprang suddenly upon the rock and left the Austrians to save themselves. Swift of foot, he scaled the rocks, climbed a cliff, and made his way across the mountains to a place on the road, which Gessler, if he saved himself, would have to pass. Here he lay concealed amongst the bushes, with an arrow fitted to his bowstring, his heart set on delivering Switzerland from the tyrant. As he waited, darkness fell among the mountains. Presently there came to him the tramp of feet. And if I live to return to Aldorf, Gessler was saying, I swear I will destroy the whole brood of this traitor Tell, mother and children "'all in the same hour.' "'You shall never return,' said Tell to himself. "'And as the soldiers went marching on, "'he let fly the arrow, "'and Gessler dropped dead in the dust.' "'William Tell inspired the rising of the Swiss people, "'which led to the overthrow of the Austrians "'and made Switzerland a free country. "'They would have made him king, "'but he shook his head "'and went back to his home among the mountains.' which was more to him than many palaces. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. Apple listeners, please send those reviews to Apple. We appreciate them very much, and they help us in the rankings. And all you other listeners worldwide, please share our show with others. That's the greatest favor you can do for us. And don't forget to visit us at our new shop at Etsy, the world's largest online craft marketplace—really a fantastic place—and we've got some handcrafted items there that I think you'll enjoy very much as gifts. So give it a try. It's Etsy. That's e t s y dot com forward slash shop s h o p forward slash the one thousand one store. No spaces in between the one thousand one store. Give it a try. I think you'll I think you'll really enjoy some of the items we have there. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales for this special presentation. We'll be back soon.